Martin! Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Hello and welcome to Jobber Talk. My name is Martin and this is the PWR Special Homecoming Review. And it came to us live at the Virtus Tent at Kazan City. It was a very, very rainy Saturday late afternoon. So rainy that me and my friend Lance braved the rain just across from Virtus Mall to Virtus Tent. And apparently we should have just waited like half an hour to cross when the rain kind of died down because we got kind of wet. And I'm so sorry for getting you wet, Lance. I promise to look next time instead of just darting towards the tent. That's my bad. Now the show started around 7.30 but we had to be there for the meet and greet because we got the gold meet and greet tickets and it was suited by Edman while... It understandably was just a few minutes late because of the rain and the rain was pouring non-stop between around 4 o'clock to like 5 to 6 p.m. So man, I, I dreaded like the way back home but thankfully after the show there was no rain from there to Katipunan and then to Katipunan back to my house. But that's another story at the later part of this episode. So right now let's go to the meet and greet. So the first guy I met at the meet and greet was Jeff Cobb. And man, he went to us. I had a selfie with him and my friend Charles. But oh wait, that wasn't Jeff Cobb. That was Brad Cruz, who kind of looked like Jeff Cobb. So yeah, let's go to the real meet and greet where I did meet Jeff Cobb. And he was so freaking nice. And man, I wish I had more money because I wanted to cop me some of that t-shirt. But I had some t-shirts in mind already, which were nice shirts. But hey, next time, totally gonna buy a t-shirt. It was so nice. Uh, also got a picture with TJP and man, he was chill AF, man. Other things I'd like to talk about the venue. Well, it was pretty chilly. So I was happy to have had my jacket with me and brought also like my nice basketball jersey. So that was like triple layers of cold protection, baby. And oh yeah, Carlos, uh, I think I met your student. Uh, I think her name was Shane. So yeah, I finally met your student. And speaking of you, Mr. Carlos Franco, I hope to see you in future PWR shows, Mr. Franco. If not, I'll settle for ESGS next week. And as mentioned by Chino Liao of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast at the Podcast Network Asia, there were... A few. Well, actually, there were a lot of new faces in the audience. Like, audience members we don't see in usual PWR shows, and that's a good thing. Because, hey, this is the biggest PWR show in history as of now. So, the more, the merrier. And I think that's enough for all the pre-show hoopla for the first four minutes of the show. How about let's go to the very first match. It was the pre-show match featuring Capitan Tutan versus Evan Carlo of the Naughty Boys. There was a loud and impassioned F.U. Tutan chants directed at the traitor Capitan Tutan. And early going, we'd see ECX doing some offense in the Muda Muda attacks on Capitan Tutan, but soon enough, Tutan would target or zone in on ECX's injured shoulder. 
I thought it would have been all over with a Boston Crab into a crossface on Tutan, but Tutan got out of it with an eye poke, and he was about to set up something fierce, but it would be the Technior out of nowhere to give Evan Carlo the submission victory. After the match, we saw Nurse Gurley wheeling in Trian de la Torre, and who would have guessed it? The midget champion used all his strength to get off that wheelchair and hug his best friend. And all I can say is thank God for the power of friendship and hashtag Salamat Nurse Gurley, hashtag Salamat Mayor, Yankstown, Yankscare really, really helps. We had a dose of girl power in the next match featuring Jemmerlin, Nina, J. Sarah, and Robin. It was a four-way match and it was wild but in between them uh that balanasi batman dive took out nina she was out cold but thankfully i heard she's doing okay so we hope you get well soon nina like you know we can't wait to see you back in the ring and i hope this is just a temporary setback for you you know my favorite part was when Jemmerlin stretched out both her opponents up with an abdominal stretch in the middle of the ring. But sadly, the star of PWR was not the winner of this match. In fact, Jay Sarah got the win via a guillotine-like choke on Jemmerlin that forced Jemmerlin to tap out. After the match though, just like the previous match, we saw one part of the Naughty Boys coming into ringside and this time it was Grab Camus. Now he didn't come out of the ring apron because last time we saw him on the Carlos show he was inside the ring but now he came down the ramp to comfort Jemmerlin. And we had a nice aftershock video after the show showing all four members of the Naughty Boys together again. And yes... I can't wait to see them all at Vendetta. But now let's go on to the main show of PWR Homecoming. And it came to us fast in a form of a one-on-one -on -one match. And it is for the PHX Championship. In the previous show, PWR Live Beautiful, it would be the beautiful one, Billy Suede, getting a win over former PHX champion Mike Madrigal. And on the other side, it was Chino Ginto successfully defending his belt against Jan Evander of the Endgame and this matchup was two years in the making as we were told that before Chino Ginto suffered his 2017 injury these guys were about to tangle but I guess the time was now and Chino Ginto let it rain with his customized Chino Ginto dollar dollar bills, oh. Sadly, I was too far to get one of those, so if anyone has a spare, please give me one on the next show. Or if you're at ESGS this coming weekend, please do give me one. I would love to have one. And speaking of Ginto, he was accompanied by James Idol Martinez on the stage before he went into the ring. So we had a little network triangle on the stage before the accent started. And it was back and forth with both men having an arm drag party. And it was a beautiful arm drag exchange to start off the match. And man, this is the first time I've seen Billy Suede back inside a PWR ring. 
And I totally miss his vibe and the way he moves in the ring and the way he just wrestles, period. Hell, especially his handspring enzugiri special move. I love seeing that live. And man, the first time I saw it once more that night, I was like, it was like 2017 again. And like, oh man, I miss this. I miss this so much. And these guys put on a clinic for the PHX title match. But in the end, it was a missed attempt by Billy Swade that made him eat the codebreaker and he walked into a gold digger stomp, giving Chino Ginto the pinfall victory and retaining DPHX title belt. Now the next match featured a former two-time PHX champion and a former all-out war champion. It was PWOG Ken Warren taking on Vlad Sinsek and this match reminded me of WWE Live in Manila 2019 because these guys played us at the palm of their hands. I mean they had us all eating it all up even before they came to blows. How? Let's just say they gave out a merch intended to anyone at the audience but in the end though both Vlad and Ken Warren gave their respective merch to the little boy at one side of the ringside and oh yeah that kind of moment but sadly the referee didn't want to give his sleeve to the kid come on ref be part of the action will ya but yeah he was part of the action and this was a it wasn't a long match it wasn't a short match it was just right during the match, Ken Warren was paying homage to his PWOG partner Jake DeLeon by delivering on the leap and drop on Vlad and the cannonball on Vlad Sinsek as well. But sadly, it only was a two count. And a second attempt of the cannonball was missed. And let's just say one muscle buster later, Vlad Sinsek won via pinfall. Now let's go on to another former champion, the longest reigning PWR Campeon ng Pilipinas, Imabayashi, taking on one of the breakout stars of PWR in the year 2019, Kali Nueva. Dueling chants of the How Dare You and Walang Joa could be heard inside a tent on poor Kali Nueva, but let's just say, let's ignore that chant because this match was beautiful, baby. And early on, I thought Imobayashi would have gotten the win after a single leg crab, but Kali grabbed the rope. Bow and arrow submission on Kali Nueva, but he got out of it. A springboard dropkick from the apron was done. A Canadian destroyer by Kali Nueva on Imobayashi, but only gets a two count. A sonic crusher was attempted but it was blocked springboard tornado ddt by Calion ralph but it also was a two count he missed a 450 on his opponent and he ate a sonic crusher imabayasi with a senketsu attempt but it was avoided and he was sent down to the mat kali went to the top rope shitty uh, in the elbow but that wasn't all folks he was trying to go with something but he missed with a springboard and Imobayashi made him pay for it as he had Kali Nueva tap out to a submission hold in the middle of the ring and this was Imobayashi 1 
Kali Nueva 0 and even though he won this round I really hope that these two would face yet again inside that squared circle. Now the next match was a bit confusing because first of all it was an all-out war match meaning that any weapon could be used but apparently the challenger at the start of the match preferred not to use a weapon and secondly why would he not want to use a weapon? It's all-out war baby! But hey it's Martivo the Mandal, the all-out warlord champion, taking on Jan Evander of the Endgame. And with him upon the entranceway was Vintendo and also a former all-out war champion, Alexander Belmonte III. And man, um, let's just say, when they say don't sleep on Evander, do not sleep on Evander because he can punish you with or without any weapons. And he did prove it here because Martivo almost did after Evander cut him off on this old school move and just took him out with a a pretty interesting Enzugiri on the Mandal once he got back into the ring. But the all-out Warlord Champion still put some weapons in play in this match to the charging of the challenger. At one point Martivo would grab a couple of trays and would smack it on the challenger. Evander would finally use something, a steel barrier, to attack the Mandal and deliver a springboard attack on Martivo. However, at one point Martivo would toss an Orokan in mid-air to deflect an incoming challenger by the name of Jan Evander. The ending of this match was very, very brutal. And it's not the part where he drove Martivo to the wooden plank. No, no, no. It was when Martivo would deliver the gravité, yes, but he didn't pin Evander. He forced Evander to tap out to an arm submission while using a stick. And I'm betting that is very, very painful and it forced the smart Henry Scholar to tap out. And with that, it was a momentary break for everyone for PWR Homecoming. We come back and we got some guests apparently. Uh, it was a member of a group called the Bowel Clan. And this dude was interrupted by MSG. Especially by Mr. C, wearing a throwback Yao Ming jersey and some jorts, baby. Um, I'm an NBA fan and I like the fashion sense of Mr. C. He, he was going all straight up John Cena. And yes, we kind of get the recent narrative of the NBA in China. And what better way to get heat for those who are in the know than to wear a Yao Ming jersey. But uh, for me, I actually pop because a it's a throwback jersey and b mr c wearing george dude inside a pwr ring dude that is lit but the three on one soon turned into a uh, 10 or 9 on three I, I don't know because the rest of the bowel clan came to ringside and well outnumbered msg and the bowel clan dude kind of outwrapped mr c and then they got took out and let me just say, MSG and Mr. C made the guests look good. It reminded me just a few years back where Mr. C and Stanley Chi were in the ring and Mr. C made him look good. Basically, here's what I'm trying to say. 
Hashtag Salamat Mr. C. Next up was the match for the tag team titles featuring the YOLO Twins and the Kakai Bros. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, 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 bros. Kakai Bros. Oh, okay, sorry. But yeah, they came out with a rapper who sang the Kakai Bros theme. And man, most, well, at least our role, we were so heavily invested in the ending that saw like Joey Bax, the referee, recovering after being taken out momentarily and he saw one of the YOLO twins holding that belt. So obviously, since most of the fans were law-abiding citizens, we had to point to the referee that Johan, who had that tag belt, assaulted Marky who, well, he actually didn't hit the belt with Marky but Marky was down so we had to play our part and tell the referee that that dude just did something bad. And even though he didn't call for the bell, Kendrick was there to swoop in, roll Johan up, one, two, three, the Kaka Ebros won, they retained, and we were jumping for joy on the front row, baby. The next match was Crystal versus Desiderata, and oh my god, the competition for Crystal here was fierce and big. I mean, the last time Crystal faced someone that's twice her size was like way back in Renaissance 2016 versus Main Max. And now she has the size disadvantage as well as the power disadvantage over Desiderata who just threw Crystal early on like a rag doll from pillar to post inside a ring. And man, man you should have seen her up close. Like see easily like could just crush the queen of philippine wrestling so much that we had to chant please don't kill her for to desi in reference to crystal but hell i'ma tell you crystal was one tough cookie and she even got the pinfall victory here after delivering her split leg drop and just like the crowd i wish desi dorata would come back here soon she was so powerful, strong, inside that ring. I can't wait to see her tangle not only with the women's division in PWR, but even against the men because I know she could manhandle most of the roster there by her size and strength alone. And speaking of manhandle, oh, 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 oh man, the next match. It was a suplex party. A suplex party care of another special guest called Jeff Cobb and he would be facing Chris Panzer and the PWR Campeon ng Pilipinas, Quattro, for this triple threat match for the PWR title. We gotta start first with Chris Panzer's uh, intro and man I wish I was on the other side so I could have seen it but he was rolling 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 with a motorcycle before he stopped over to the stage and posed with the rest of the MSG posse. And now let's go on to the match. Well, speaking of Panzer, he was the first one who got attacked by both Jeff Cobb and Quattro so bad that MSG had to pull him out of the ring. At one point though, Chris Panzer and Quattro would dive off the ring just to take down Jeff Cobb. So it would be left with Panzer versus Quattro in the ring until, of course, the big guy himself, Jeff Cobb, would come marching back in the PWR ring and thus delivering a suplex party. How? 
Well, let's just say at the point where the rest of the MSG would interfere inside the ring, Sandato would be sent to the mat and rolling on the outside by a cradle-like suplex from Jeff Cobb. Main Max would try to do a chokeslam, but nope. Jeff Cobb slides behind him and tosses him with a back suplex. And there would be a superplex on Quattro for a two. Panzer with a boot to the face and a rock bottom on Jeff Cobb for just a two count. DDT attempt, but Quattro picked up by Jeff Cobb. And there is a overhead suplex. Nope. Quattro lands on his feet. Destino on Jeff Cobb, but it only gets a two count. There's another Destino attempt. On Jeff Cobb, but this time he grabs Quattro and whoop, there it is. There's the F5000, and that's the video clip that sent a thousand memes, baby. I'm pretty sure it's there on Twitter and on Facebook as well. I'll try to link it down below when I see it again. Now he has Quattro on his sights. Turn of the islands, but Max would pull Jeff Cobb after he pinned Quattro. Frog Splash on Quattro, but only a two count. And finally, it would take the HNA from Chris Panzer to down Quattro and get the pinfall victory. With Panzer getting this win, not only did Panzer win this match and get the belt, but this would be his third reign and he would be the first PWR champion to have three reigns as PWR's Campeon ng Pilipinas. So, Congratulations to MSG and congratulations to Chris Panzer for making history at PWR Homecoming. Now after the match, we saw Jeff Cobb and Quattro shake hands and show a bit of respect with each other. And just like Desiderata, I hope Jeff Cobb would come back soon here at PWR because I am pretty sure he would love to give another suplex party inside that ring. And now it's time for your main event. Featuring Mr. Philippine Wrestling, Jake DeLeon, taking on the Phil Am Flash himself, TJ Perkins, a.k.a. TJP. We were all standing on the front row, so apologies to the guys who were behind us, because... Most of us stood up even when the match was starting in the first few seconds. Well, I sat down, but some of the rest of the front row did not. Again, our apologies. And yeah, maybe next time we should think about elevated seating for those in the next rows, like after the first and second row. I, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, that's a suggestion. But I think that's another thing to do at another time. Uh, now let's go back to the match. And the first thing I'd like to say is, man, it felt so great to see TJP actually perform his moves live and in person compared to just me seeing him on a TV screen or on my computer every time he pops up on 205 Live or the CWC or at NXT. It really has a different feel to it when you see him live. They can see how he moves, how his moves actually... It's hard to describe. And him in that ring with the best, one of the best of PWR and Jake DeLeon. Both JDL and TJP were resilient. And even near the end of the match, like after JDL delivered a senorito drop on TJP, 
he got out at two. And when TJP hit that detonation kick to the Senorito, the Senorito powered out at the count of two. Not even giving TJP a pinning win on that stage of the match. But at the end of it all, when JDL did have the Inosal lock on TJ Perkins, it would be TJ Perkins' ring savvy and veteran instincts that proved to be the winner here as he bridged on his opponent leaving the Senorita's shoulders down on the mat, giving TJP the pinfall victory. Afterwards, TJP got the mic and said salama to everyone who was inside of Verde's tent. He did confess that he only knows a little Tagalog, but he told us that it meant so much to him to spend so many years on the road to craft his pro wrestling career only to come back here in the Philippines and wrestle for the first time inside a PWR ring and inside Philippine soil. He said that he stole the show for us during the CWC and he says in during 20 years his two decades as a wrestler no one understood what the sun and three stars meant and hopefully by now they do. PWR homecoming ended with both TJP and JDL inside the ring celebrating the show. And soon enough, the rest of the PWR roster would join them in the ring to celebrate this momentous event. All in all, it was like a dream come true. It was a huge ass show for the Philippines. Featuring guys like TJP, Jeff Cobb, Billy Sway, Desiderata, and everyone from the P. And of course, the PWR roster. So yes, congratulations to Philippine Wrestling Revolution on pulling off this event. And man, if there will be a part two, and I heard there might be, I can't wait to watch it. But yes, oh man. Uh, also, thank you to Jeff Cobb and TJP for being so game to sign on my friend's Game Boy Color. I, I tell you what, after the show, I went straight to V-Spot just to hand that Game Boy Color to Jag because... No, I, I can't leave it with me. He has to get it. And I'm like, nah, dog. You gotta have it immediately after the show. And true to my word, I did. I brought it there and he's one happy boy. <laughs> so again, thank you, TJP and Jeff Cobb for making my friend happy as well. Even though he couldn't make it to the show, signing that Game Boy Color was so much for him. It means so much to me too. And that's it. That's all we got for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, please don't forget to like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash JobberTalk. We got a Twitter, CH14. That's at CH14. Please do check out our other shows like the recently uh, revived Third World Gaming featuring Critical Index. There's the Bodega Nights, Radio Norm, and Third World Linux. And if you're listening to this episode tomorrow and to the succeeding days this week, don't forget to drop by the SMX Convention Center at Pasay City. That's at the SML of Asia area. It's the ESGS 2019. If you want to see me and the rest of the Third World Gaming crew, and even our friends from Garite Concepts, such as Adrian. Heck, you'll even see Potch there. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah, so go check us out there. We'll just be there, drop by, say hi to anyone you know. 
And if you're listening, say hi to me. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And that's it. We'll see ya. Mm-hmm.